0: Welcome. We have an extraordinary guest today. Sangeeta
1: Iyer is on a mission to save India's remaining approximately 27,000 elephants. They are so crucial. First of all, they're entitled to their own lives. They are extraordinary, iconic species, and they're being wiped out. They're being wiped out uh, by development, they're being wiped out by greed, they're being wiped out by religion. Sangeeta, You have given us Unchained TV, our streaming network, an extraordinary 26-part series that truly outlines not only the majesty of elephants, but their plight. Can you give us a synopsis of what people can expect when they go to Unchained TV to see your series, Asian Elephants 101?
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It's really wonderful to have this conversation with you and to partner with you. The work you have done is phenomenal as well. And it's really good to have two powerful women coming together. So that's number one. Number two, with regards to the films, Um, everything starting from the ecology, the ecological significance, the biology, the physiology of elephants, you know, African and Asian elephants, you know, their lives in captivity. I mean, it's just really, really heartbreaking to see how these elephants have been ripped apart from their families, subjugated just so humans can be entertained in zoos circuses as well as of course in these you know festivals the so-called cultural and religious festivals behind the insidious veil of you know these deceptive tactics but yet, when you meet them in person, I'm talking about the elephants, that is, they are just so, so gentle and so reflective and soft. And these are, I have had some really amazing encounters with them in the wild. You know, they talk about the bull elephants being aggressive. And I actually met a bull in his musk cycle with, you know, musk oozing. He was in a sexual peak. He came like eight feet from me and we looked into each other's eyes. I met the babies that are just so adored and loved by their mom,
1: you know, their families. Okay, Voice America influencers. Voice America influencers turn down your microphone. Thank you. Right. Continue <laughs> on. Can you just do that, do that again? Well we're hearing you. You're hearing we're hearing you in feedback. Okay. okay, yeah, oh, thank you. Not a problem. So, okay, yeah. Sangita, we always have some drama and excitement. Take it away. <laughs> give me yeah, a spot from the
2: top. Yeah, so I was just um, I was just saying that you know I I had some amazing encounters with elephants in the wild. Uh, you know, people talk about bulls being aggressive and dominant. Of course, bulls are supposed to be in their when they're in their sexual peak. They are supposed they are supposed to be dominant because you know that's their nature. And yet, when I encountered them, I saw them like just eight feet away. This one particular bull. We made eye contact and he was just the gentlest, so reflective, so thoughtful in the way he even took like a few steps. He came forward and backward assessing. And then, you know, I I met like families and families of elephants with babies and how these beautiful babies are protected by their families. And yet... I also witnessed so many elephants suffering in captivity. And to see these elephants in the wild, and then to see them in captivity, it's just absolutely devastating. And all of this only so people can be entertained in the zoos, in circuses, in these festivals, behind the insidious veil of culture and religion, and there has to be a way that you know we find um, people to understand and educate themselves so we can bring forth some legislative changes in particular in india because most of the films that i've produced are for our um, indian elephants and you know, I also um, actually captured the suffering of people. And that was another heartbreaking scenario because human elephant conflict is rampant. And, you know, in India, uh, the population is 1.41 billion. That is 17% of the global population is situated in India. And so you have the highest number of people, the highest number of elephants. So competition for space is at an all-time high. It is intense. Two dominant species, trying to, you know, fighting for space, literally competing for space. So understanding the struggles of humans as well, trying to find a way to mitigate uh, human-elephant conflict, explaining and, you know, creating awareness, because people are not even aware. The elephant science has just begun to emerge. It's been about 10 to 15 years. And so there's lots of awareness to be done. My only fear is, I hope, but we can save the species in time and so this awareness that we are creating through the unchainedtv.com is a really powerful great start because people can watch it all stream it all for free all you have to do is you know just watch and learn and share with people that's all you have to do i have
1: a confession to make And it's something I'm very ashamed of. And I consider working with you on this elephant series on Unchained TV, our global streaming network. You can download it on your phone. You can download it on your Amazon Fire Stick, your Roku device, your uh, Apple TV device. Unchained TV is on Samsung and LG Smart TVs, all free, all nonprofit. I went to India with my mother many years ago and, I rode on an elephant, and I had no consciousness. I literally thought, I love elephants. Oh, this is fun. Let's ride on zero consciousness, and I'm ashamed, and I consider the work we're doing together a living amends to wake people up that if you love animals, don't use them as entertainment. And unfortunately, there are so many tours that build this in. That's exactly what happened to us. We were just whisked to this place. Now get on the elephants. And, you know, when I was a child, I was smart enough to to tell my parents when we were in Spain, no, I will not go into a bullfight. Stop. And we didn't go in. But I wasn't aware enough as an adult to say, I won't ride on an elephant. Is this a big part of the problem? The tourism industry where... People are people who love animals are encouraged to ride
2: them. Yes. And so first of all, there's no need for you to be ashamed. You didn't know that, right? And a lot of people need to get over that guilt. Okay, you didn't know that. But then how do you amend what mistakes you think you made? Because we all make mistakes um, and we all do ignorant things because we just don't know what's happening. We love elephants and we think riding them is like loving them, right? And so that's first thing. Second thing is to educate yourself, create awareness. And you know something there are a lot. Of tourism companies such as Expedia that are actually promoting cruelty-free tourism destinations. And so the tourism industry is awakening and tourists need to educate themselves. Listen, you know, I think about four uh, billion plus people have access to internet. You can Google search, and you know, if you have Elephant Ride on your bucket list, cancel it right do your research you need you i mean you can do research for everything these days right google has so much information there's lots of science available why is it horrible to ride an elephant let me just say that first especially asian elephants they have a protruding spine and you know they have to uh, carry first of all a massive chair weighing approximately 300 kilos and on top of that there are people who are also many people are also heavy so they end up carrying some 500 600 kilos of uh, you know, weight on their back, the burden that they carry. And many of them collapse from heat exhaustion, especially in the Jaipur, um, you know, Amber Fort. It's just devastating to watch that. And so awareness is important. There's this place called Gao, and I have produced some videos and I have shared it with people, you know, do not ride an elephant. Do not attend circuses, because by doing that, you are facilitating the abuse. Just remember, this by by doing you know by riding an elephant or participating in these festivals even because people like you said you know are, are so unconscious and and in the festivals they're literally unconscious most of them are drunken men and so they 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 are even unconscious about who they are to begin with and so they then are dancing and having fun and you know reveling these poor elephants standing beneath the scorching sun, you know, deprived of food, water and shelter. No, um, nothing to protect them from from the hot sun. And so people need to be aware, just look, like just look down, look at their legs, You know the chains cutting into their ankles blood oozing out of their uh out of their flesh it's unbearable the tumors on their hips there are so many blind elephants and kerala is the ground zero for elephant torture so let
1: me me, me ask you this question religious leaders in india Can't we get to them and explain that this is the antithesis of spirituality, that this is the antithesis of kindness, which is the essence of all religion Uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They don't want to be chained and shackled. And of course you have a great book by the way, which I urge everybody to get gods and shackles um, that talks about this, but have
2: you been able to have conversations with religious leaders absolutely so there are two particular uh, religious one is a spiritual leader one is one is a priest in the temple he has been interviewed for my film in my film gods and shackles he's been prominently featured and he says that You know, there's no God who wants his creatures and creations to be abused and exploited. It is all because of ego, because of greed and selfishness. All they want is money because, you know, a lot of them are of course owned by religious institutions, but then most of them are owned by private citizens. Like out of the 2,600 plus captive elephants across India, 1,800 of them are privately owned. And so these men who have actually purchased, which is considered, again, elephants are considered to be a status symbol. So they buy them and they keep them in their backyard and they chain them 24 seven. And there are so many priests that are speaking out. In fact, uh, the Tamil Nadu High Court has been very, very vocal about the abuse that elephants go through in temples. And I mean, it's happening right now. And with these two priests, one of them has launched a Supreme court case because you know he gathered evidence in how elephants are being fed even goat meat oh. elephants are vegans just like us i mean i'm vegan but elephants so are, <laughs> <laughs> but elephants are vegan and so can you imagine they give them this portion for some kind of like a health retreat In which there is goat meat and there are so many elephants who suffer from severe digestive disorders in india because they feed them this fibrous karyota palm leaves they don't give them a wide variety of nutritious food because in the wild there's a big difference right in the wild elephants wander across vast areas for hours on end that's how they you know exercise they need to do that to balance their massive bodies they feed on 200 to 300 different wide varieties of food to meet their nutritious needs whereas in captivity all they get is this karyota of palm leaves and so they have Significant, um, you know, not just digestive disorders. They they suffer from foot rot, and you know, deadly diseases. Thirty three percent of Kerala's elephants they suffer from tuberculosis. They're forced to sa- stand on their own urine and excrement. It's just devastating. All right, we've got some callers. Sarah from Los Angeles.
1: What is your question or thought for saying Gita Iyer? Just because I feel like a lot of
3: my conversations with people are parents that are defending going to the zoo, and I know as a child my family had a membership to the zoo, and I
4: rode
1: an elephant when I was just a child. I remember being at the Louisville Zoo, and just, I felt like I always grew up at the zoo, and it was just like the greatest thing ever because they had programs for us, and
4: it's so hidden, and so I couldn't believe I couldn't make the
1: connection of why a polar bear was alone in a concrete Area, it's, I don't. How do we get to parents to let them know that this is not okay? I, this is really what I'm trying to figure out is why people think that this is Thank okay you. for them to gawk at animals behind cages. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Great question.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. So, awareness is key. And a lot of times, the parents they they think it's a cool thing because the way the zoos promote the exhibition is that it we are we are actually contributing towards the conservation of these animals so you know there, there there's an element of of uh, sort of um you know what they what does the, some of the zoos do is they do contribute to conservation efforts in different countries, but that doesn't justify keeping any animals in captivity. So I don't condone that at all. But I'm just I'm just saying that it's important to educate them. There's nothing that we can coerce and force people to do, but to give them that understanding, you know, and and learn that um, keeping animals in zoos is keeping them um, out of their unwillingness, right? Can you imagine us being put into a room and left there? There's no difference between us and the animals, and let's not forget we are part of the animal kingdom. And we are actually not even as evolved as the elephants or chimpanzees. These are all our close relatives. We can learn so much from them. Let me jump in. Let me jump in because we're getting some kind
1: of a feedback here. Um, we got so many callers. So uh, let's make these questions quick if we can. Tom from Chicago, your question or thought? Okay, we'll move on to Annie from Los Angeles. Your question or thought, The question to you was that the mahouts in India that take care of the elephants and train them are routinely killed.
4: It's a very, very dangerous job for low pay. Are there laws protecting both humans and elephants in there? Thank you so much for taking my question.
0: I
2: missed that question um so basically you were saying that um if if the handlers okay yeah the handlers and you're absolutely right it is a dangerous job and so why are they doing it in the first place that's my question and the thing is you know there are so many sanctuaries that are opening up in different parts of the world you know and they're realizing that these elephants need to be um left to wander on their own within a specific area and uh, you're absolutely right you Know, positive reinforcement training has come into effect. Uh, we work very closely with Stephen Coyle, Elephant Care Unchained, and he has come with us there to India to train the mahouts. Uh, and so, the, at the end of the day, it's like, and, and again, as I mentioned about the pop- population, right? It's increasing. So why parade them through these congested roads? They will run amok. Elephants will run amok, and then you know they're they, they, they're subjected to even more torture. So it is a dangerous job, uh, and we need to take care of the mahouts and the elephants. But mahouts need positive reinforcement training, which is one of the aspects that we're also working on. And you're absolutely correct. It is a dangerous job, so don't do it.
1: We've got a caller, Annie, from Los Angeles. Your question. Hi, Hi,
4: yes. Uh, How are you today? Thank you so much for being here. Um, These elephants, their faith, these are such beautiful animals that need to be with their herds. I mean, how can we convince people that this is a prison for them, prison, lifetime prison sentence for these innocent animals, where they're suffering and languishing in horrors of, of the walls? Um, What can we do as individuals uh, around the world uh, right now, I'm calling from Los Angeles. This kills me when animals are imprisoned, put into zoos, and people think they're saving them when they're literally suffering every single day. Thank it's, you, If can't relate Annie. to it, let them think about, I think it, the biggest lesson was when we were in, you know, uh, during the COVID, right, when people were going crazy, uh, even when we had choices. So yeah. this is pretty disturbing to not relate to these complications intelligent, loving families who are supposed to be walking, what, thousands of miles daily. They, they literally walk together. They travel, Annie. migrate. Yes.
2: So we don't so even much, do that.
4: Annie. And we went, uh, you know, COVID crazy. We went, uh, yeah, we were all uh, okay. losing our minds in, in during the COVID. So right. thank you so much for taking my question.
1: Annie, no, thank you. Thank you. And um, it was a beautiful statement. And Annie is a, a great animal lover here from Los Angeles. But I want to go to a special caller, Dolly from Houston, who is from India and who is also a documentary filmmaker. Uh, Dolly, uh, join our program. What's your question or thought for Sangita?
3: Yes. Uh, number one, Sangita, thank you so much for what you do. You are my hero, and uh, you're oh, so inspiring. I think we did reach out once or twice on Facebook, but what you're doing is, you know, you are the true voice for the voiceless and I love mm-hmm. elephants. They're they're so graceful. They they're so gentle. And even in our movie we explain that Lord Ganesh is praised in the temple, but yet yeah. outside of the temple we're hurting the animal. This goes yeah. against um, ahimsa, this goes against everything that we've been taught as Indians and Hindus predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you're bringing this awareness, but you know, what else can we do? Like, I'm doing a documentary, but what else can we do to save these elephants?
2: Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you for your passion. And I also want to thank Annie for her very, very passionate question. Uh, With regards to, um, you know, the embodiment of Lord Ganesh, one of the things that we are doing is, as, um, you know, Jane had alluded earlier, we're working with priests. We are working with spiritual leaders because this is exactly what I had presented in my documentary, Gods in Shackles, where I'm talking about they're considered to be the embodiment of Lord Ganesh. And yet it is the same embodiment whom we are torturing and abusing and exploiting behind the veil of culture and religion for profit. And so the priests are now speaking out. So collaboration is the only way and constant education. I mean, I know it sounds like a repetitive response, but there is such significant dearth of knowledge. I mean, there is a really, really significant lack of knowledge. Can you believe one of the doctors whom I was speaking with thought that the uh, tusks are sliced off and elephants are let go they didn't even know that elephants are being butchered for ivory like that that's how much ignorance there is even among the educated people so you can only imagine how much work we have to do so Education through films for me has been one of the best ways because sight sounds and images have a profound influence on the public perception of every single um, environmental issues, wildlife issues and such. So what you're doing is phenomenal by producing the documentary. And we are continuing to do that and 26, of my short films are being featured on UnchainedTV.com. it also talks about you know the same uh things and so education education awareness um and of course you know uh, one of the other callers had talked about training the mahouts absolutely what do you do you have to train them and provide positive reinforcement training so they then you know start treating the elephants in a compassionate manner but the at the end of the day these elephants have to be um, gradually weaned off of all these rituals and be released into a sanctuary even if it is like an open enclosure so they don't have to be tethered 24 so there's a long uh, process and there's nothing that can happen overnight these cultural beliefs and misguided myths have been built into people's minds over centuries it's going to take us a few decades and the science for elephants have just been emerging for the last 15 to 20 years and we are only now beginning to disseminate we are only now learning my only fear as i mentioned earlier is i hope we're not too late but yeah education is key and taking it to the schools and sharing it sharing the films this is another question the other lady asked about children how do you educate them take these films share with them let them watch kids are so much smarter than even us definitely we think we know better than them but actually we can learn so much from them and so yeah so that's what that's my response it's- thank you so much
1: dolly we're going to let you go we love you and we can't wait for your film to come out yes thank you absolutely. thank you and thank, thank you, thank you so for much. everything thank you thank too you, thank dolly you. Another hero. Um, we are talking with Sangeeta Ayer, renowned filmmaker, who is the director producer of Asian Elephants 101, which is now streaming on Unchained TV, which is a global free streaming network. You can get it on your phone. You just download Unchained TV and you can also get it on your Apple uh, Fire Stick, your Apple TV device, your Amazon Fire Stick, your Roku device, and uh, your Samsung or LG smart TVs. It's completely free. It's through our nonprofit to spread the word because the truth is, when the elephants go, if the elephants go, we go. They are very crucial in climate change mitigation. And maybe you can tell us about that before we go to break. What is
2: the role that elephants play in climate mitigation? That is one of the most important questions. And this is why we need to keep them in the forest, right? Elephants, given that they are the largest living land mammal, when they walk on the forest floor, they stomp softwood trees like the weeds that grow. And what these softwood trees do is they block the sunlight and rainfall from penetrating the forest floor. But elephants open up the space and thus rainwater and sunshine are falling On the forest, and that is being absorbed by the hardwood trees. And guess what? Hardwood trees sequester a lot more carbon dioxide, which is a potent greenhouse gas, and you know, which actually exacerbates climate change. Additionally, it has been proven scientifically, um, and it is the International Monetary Fund uh, on their website. You can find the specific numbers that. And af- one African forest elephant sequesters carbon dioxide worth carbon worth 1.75 million dollars. Like that's how much carbon it sequesters, one one elephant through his or her life. So imagine all of these elephants that are being captured, what kind of loss that we are perpetrating on other uh, species. And the other most important thing, another important thing I should mention is that when elephants walk, um, you know, they create pathways and they create pathways to water holes and fodder that other animals, Will not have access to without the elephants because, as I mentioned, they are the largest living land mammals, and so they are so strong and dexterous. And when they walk, they just, you know, clear the space and they make up, you know, pathways. So there are so many other species in the forest ecosystems that directly depend on elephants for their own survival. And plus, when elephants wander across vast areas, 16 to 18 hours a day. They disperse seeds in their dung. Do you know...
0: Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's pounds free. Pounds Start out by going to our homepage per or per any per of our channels and register at the top. Once you've Even created an account and signed in, you there can create your you know, own custom library. Seeds. Opt into our newsletter. Um, um, search we by we show, host, guest, topic of interest. Or browse millions of hours of content all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started Taylor the listening uh, we're experience
1: still live on Facebook and uh once get Unchained. we come back we're going to talk a little bit about, about, on the Voice you know, America
0: influencers Channel, do. featuring How nationally can, recognized um, best-selling author really TV journalist through. and social I have media some ideas influencer for Jane Belez Mitchell. This. this program takes you inside it's about inside a trending change. lifestyle that's Absolutely. the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate and you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email in to jane unchained news at gmail.com now back to the show
1: we are here with the extraordinary Sangeeta Iyer, renowned filmmaker and author. She has produced a 26-part series called Asian Elephants 101. It is on the Unchained TV app, which you can download right on your phone. Just put an Unchained TV into your phone app store. It comes right up. It's free. You can also catch it uh, by downloading it on your Amazon Fire Stick, on your Roku device, on your Apple TV device, or your Samsung or LG Smart TVs, Unchained TV. And this is an extraordinary and important series because Asian elephants, which are Indian elephants, uh, there's only 27,000 left. They're in crisis. And we can we can turn it around because when they go, if they go, we go. So yeah, yeah. Sangeeta, um, What about using Bollywood stars? What about talking to the government? You know, elephants are the iconic Indian species. If Mm -hmm. you
2: wipe out the elephants, it's almost (laughs) like the magic of India goes away. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really important point you raised. I just wanted to point out that there are approximately 40,000 Asian elephants in the whole world and fully 27,000 of them are situated in India. So there's the Asian elephants that are in India and in different parts of Asia as well. Right. So I just wanted to point that out and this is one of the reasons that you know in order to save this endangered species we need to make sure that we save the elephants of india and that is why it's because that is their last bastion that said um bollywood stars john abram he actually follows us he's a he's a superstar, super Bollywood star, and he actually follows us on Twitter and Instagram and such. And so, and he's an animal rights activist and he speaks out against cruelty. It is happening slowly, but surely he also spoke out on animal cruelty on what, on Amitabh Bachchan's show. He's like a global superstar. And then of course, you know, um, government. Well, so here's the thing, right? People vote. (laughs) Elephants cannot vote. So what happens is the government, and I really like what you said, uh, Jane, that, you know, elephants are India's iconic animal, cultural icons, and yet... They are exploited, and no matter where they turn, they are in trouble. Mining is rampant in places like Odisha. Why I talk about mining? Because forty percent of India's iron ore is extracted in Odisha. It is imported everywhere around the world. Um, so what they do is they and and. Unfortunately, a lot of these minerals are found inside the core elephant habitats. So then it becomes a balance between, you know, how to sustain the human, the burgeoning human population and the elephant population. And so human-elephant conflict is rampant. And so again, it's a vicious cycle. And then development is rampant, railways cutting through the forest, roadways cutting through the forest, and even the habitats are decimating. People are encroaching into their area. So it's not all doom and gloom (laughs) because we are working on the ground. And I'm more than happy to talk about that if you want me to, but you can prompt me what you want me to do. I want to talk to you about
1: elephants being hit by trains, one of the most disturbing of your 26-part series on Unchained TV. However, there was hope because I was like, uh oh, but you're saying that there is actually a plan to create some kind of barrier around the train tracks so that elephants do not walk
2: across them absolutely thank you that's a really important question and as of today so let me talk about the elephant deaths 186 elephants have been killed on indian railways in just 10 years just that is just railway tracks okay so but there are other um other ways that they're getting killed like on the roads they're getting healed i mean it's like road kills and i they're poisoned they're poached the threats are just unimaginable but the railway threats are just it's just really needs to be addressed so what we did was we um collaborated we are collaborating with a local technological expert who's developing something called the ellie sense it is a sensor that we are installing uh just around the forest fringes and so when elephants are just about to step out, and this is, of course, near the railway tracks where, because like I said, railway is cutting through the forest. So in order for them to go from one forest patch to the other forest patch, they have to cross over the railway tracks and trains are traveling at a reckless speed. So we are creating this LA Sense and it is is underway. And this week alone, Global Giving is matching all donations up to $50. So if you're interested, go check it out. It is Global Giving uh, slash projects, slash save the West Bengal elephants from deadly train tracks. If you go, if you want to donate, you're more than welcome to be part of the solution because we are implementing this solution in West Bengal, which has the second largest number of railway deaths. Um, And what this Sense will do is it will detect the elephant presence and it will send out signals to the um, train um, pilots and they will then be uh, forced literally to slow down. And thus they'll just kind of maybe come to a full halt and allow the elephants to cross over. So we are really, really excited about this project. And the good news with this is the railway ministry the forest ministry and the local villagers are all collaborating and so this is so widely important you see because it is the forest officials who detect the elephants they need to pass on that information to the railway authorities that hey and there has to be that collaboration and coordination and therefore this is like a really big big deal and just about two weeks back the railway the forest and our team they went and explored about 70 kilometers area region there and they identified about six or seven core areas where we're going to be installing this Ellisense. so there is a solution not just for that there are many other solutions that we're implementing on the ground
1: that is great i will definitely donate to that Oh, and you. we are also doing an article on UnchainedTV.com about all of this, and you will have the links. That's going to be going out tomorrow. And I'm happy to report that Plant-Based News has just issued a story just now as we're live about oh, our collaboration and Unchained TV streaming your 26-part series. It's going to take a village what exactly. i see if you could get to the top political leaders this is this is the same thing that's happening in a lot of places yes um you see here la is renowned for its beauty people come here because it's sunny it's beautiful there's trees there's wildlife living coexisting and yeah. yet there is a plan to destroy la's last coastal wetlands and wow. they're disguising it as a restoration but it's really a bulldozing project for 10 years they're going to bulldoze it mm-hmm. and we're fighting it and the truth is it reminds me of the the old Joni mitchell song they pray they paved paradise and they put up a parking lot this wow. is happening around the world i get calls from florida oh they're trying to put a bike path through a a, a a jag work or a a, a a basically an area that is teeming with wildlife. I don't want to misquote the wildlife, but what what it is is developers with their itchy fingers yep. can't leave land alone exactly. when when it's land that animals use, they consider it wasted land and they want to yeah. get their itchy fingers on it for money. Always yeah. follow the money. It's happening yeah. all over. And and one of the main reasons that uh habitats are being destroyed is for the meat and dairy industry for cattle grazing. Uh, Now, I know that there's a unique situation in India with uh, meat. However, that doesn't mean that cows aren't being raised because it's a huge dairy uh, industry. Is there a connection there, Sangeeta? Um, So,
2: the the connection with cattle is that people living on the forest fringes they have so many cows and that's what they do they you know they extract milk but these these animals are allowed inside the forest now what happens when these animals are allowed inside the forest is they take with them zoonotic diseases they graze on the food that belongs to the elephants and other herbivores and so then the habitat destruction is exacerbated even more Um, as such there are you know there are farmlands and you know we have agricultural land as well so again it's the same situation along the forest fringes People are just coming and settling down. Tribal people have privileges. You know, they go inside the forest even, and they even cultivate farms inside the forest. So elephants then come to the farmland and they consume the rice paddy, the wheat and whatnot, because they they find, you know, McDonald's food so easily. And they're like, oh, I'm just not gonna worry about grazing inside the forest. I have food right here. And then that again, triggers human-elephant conflict and then they put electrical fencing around their farming, illegal high voltage fencing, oh. that kills elephants. And so for that also, we have come up with a solution. So what I'm trying to say here is that everything is connected. You see, it's like when you you, you talked about follow the money, it's like you just follow how this thing goes. It, there's, it's just an endless layer after layer after layer that we're continuing to peel and it seems endless sometimes it just seems like where where like where is the root cause of all this and the root cause i have discovered at least according to me is that if we can ensure that people on the forest fringes are pushed back moved back and we know provide them with the basic subsistence and ensure that they are looked after that we tell them hey don't take your cattle inside the forest we're going to provide you cattle fodder because that's going to be one of our projects next year i'm already working on that it's funny you should ask me that question and so meat for like you talked about you know the unique situation with meat did you know that india actually exports one of the largest amount of beef and yet in india cows are considered to be holy animals it's just this is a whole thing the paradoxes are stark it's like elephants are considered to be the embodiment of lord ganesh and yet they're exploited same like cows i have seen horrifying images of cows forced to walk to like live holes and then they're kind of covered with mud it's like burying them dead alive I have seen those videos in, in happening in India and so there is a connection between a total disconnect between humans and the natural world but at the same time greed, selfishness and just this unconscious behavior, impulsive behavior. This is one of the reasons that you know spirituality needs to be brought back and India is considered to be a spiritual land and yet you know, there's this infiltration of so many other cultures and they themselves have forgotten their origins, you know, and so to bring that back, we need the religious leaders. Again, it goes back to culture, cultural and religious leaders to work with them and education and empowerment is really important. But again, providing subsistence for the human beings that live near the forest fringes. All of this are interconnected.
1: Well, I also feel these are global problems. Everything you said, the cattle industry and the dairy industry right here, uh, there's a huge controversy because the dairy cows are infringing on the Tule elk at Point Reyes National Seashore, which is the land of the people. And yet the local agencies are siding with the dairy uh, farmers who want the resources for themselves and they are letting the Tule elk die of thirst. And then people who bring water to the Tule elk, who just want water and forage, are committing some kind of crime, allegedly. And wow. it's, it's this is short-sighted thinking because the climate change crisis is really, and the pandemic, remember the New York Times recently had a front page article that was overshadowed because of the Ukraine war, but it said that it's virtually certain you can never be hundred percent certain. Okay. That's why it's beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of criminal law, but it's virtually certain that the uh, pandemic, the COVID-19 virus sprung up in the wet market, that the other theories are wrong, a consensus of scientists. So you have- Uh, this whole destruction of our society, really. I mean, we were paralyzed for two years. Then you have uh, climate change, which is to a large degree caused by animal agriculture, Uh, Mm -hmm. water pollution, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, and yet people don't get it, they don't make the connection. So the truth is that this is just the appetizer of what we're gonna be seeing in terms of fires, floods, droughts, extreme weather phenomenon. I was listening to Dr. Peter Carter, who was an IPCC reviewer, who said when the temperatures get to a certain level, there will be mass crop failure. Mass crop failure. Mm -hmm. And uh, when habitat extinction gets to a certain point, since a huge percentage of the food we eat has to do with pollination, Mm -hmm. still, um, that's also going to contribute to mass crop. Uh, failure crops are not going to be thriving and this is this is not some radical person this is an IPCC reviewer said it's going to manifest you're going to go into a grocery store and you're not going to see you're going to see empty shelves you're yeah. not going to food. So, so what's it going to take for these governments to realize that it's not in their self-interest to yeah. decimate the elephants first of all you're going to see a radical drop in tourism if the
2: elephants go Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was just going to talk about, uh, quickly mention about the, you know, you talk about, talked about climate change. The hot temperatures also promote uh, the growth of all kinds of pesticides. It, you know, they, there are so many, not pesticides, sorry, pests and insects, right? Because it's a breeding ground, for instance, you know, malaria or um, mosquitoes. They love the hot weather. They love those kinds of um. um um, like you talked about, you know, the, the, the ponds and the extreme weather conditions, they, they really, really devastate on so many levels. But what would it take for the government? And, you know, just recently, there was a major protest that was organized by the farmers, by the farmers, by the way, 55% of India's population are farmers. And so they were protesting for a year and a half They had to protest that long to make sure that what they wanted was granted. The point I'm trying to make is protests Will not work in India unless it is a mass protest. And there are so many fractured groups working on their own. If people don't collectively come together, protest is something that I actually, and it doesn't have to be an angry protest, it can be a peace protest, it can be an awareness protest. Um, and, you know, sending petitions, they don't work. They just, you know, they, they'll toss, they'll delete the emails. There has to be an uprising in India locally. And I'm not fueling any kind of, uh, you know, evil things. I'm just saying that people need to collectively speak out. And I mean, these short documentaries are are something that I'm gonna be using in order to even um, create awareness and educate the decision makers and lawmakers. But again, as I mentioned earlier, the vote thing, politicians are driven by votes and elephants can't vote. And that's why we need to go back to the public Again, awareness, education—it's the whole cycle of, you know, constantly replenishing their memories, in a sense. A lot of things changed during the
1: pandemic: remote work, uh, tourism fell off a cliff. Yeah. Is there any way? And then when it then when it restarts, it's different, right? Work is different. Uh, socialization is different. What about tourism? Maybe this is an opportunity now that they've taken a break. Uh, we've heard about other species in other areas where the animals who were used, I say who, were used for tourism um, were unfortunately uh, sort of discarded because there were no tourists to help them make wow. money off those animals. Uh, can can this be an opportunity for change? Maybe some kind of organized effort at the tour companies mm-hmm. saying now post-pandemic, mm-hmm. See, I, I see what personally, and we only have a couple of minutes, but my vision is globally, we need to get rid of zoos. Okay, yeah. just like we got, we thought it was impossible to get rid of Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. One of the first stories I covered was a protest against that um, in about 2000, uh, uh, well, 15, okay? Ringling Brothers is gone with the animals, okay? Mm-hmm. It can mm-hmm. happen as Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it's done. So yeah. zoos need to become sanctuaries, okay? Mm-hmm. Tourism mm-hmm. needs to become ecotourism. Absolutely. Um, Is there a way to talk to the top mm-hmm. tourism companies? There's only really maybe two dozen, right? That are the biggies. Because yeah. uh, I remember years ago when I was looking to take my mother to India, that it was like the same tours kept coming up. And, mm-hmm. and just explain to them, do a presentation and say, be part of the solution and, yeah. and use it as a promotion. Mm-hmm. Are there eco, because I know there's fake ecotourism too. <laughs> you gotta be careful was, of that.
2: I was just gonna say greenwashing is all too common, right? And uh, with regards to tourism, you know there there were like two years have gone by without any festivals what that shows is that festivals can take place without elephants that's what it shows festivals still happen cultural things still happened without the elephants and so yeah getting in touch with these tourism companies is important as i mentioned earlier expedia is already doing that but these kinds of videos have to be presented to them because one of the videos that I have talks about the post-traumatic stress disorder that elephants suffer from and I've interviewed some really amazing scientists who talk about these things, right? So people can understand it's not just me blabbering something, it's these scientists who have done research in specific areas who I've interviewed and they talk about how captivity causes post-traumatic stress disorder and trauma elephants when we rip them apart from their families these are the things that humans need to understand and even the um, ecotourism companies right they will understand when they watch it so i keep talking about awareness i know it sounds like i'm repeating the same thing over and over again but education is so important but then another thing we need to remember is there are some who are genuinely ignorant and there are some who are willfully ignorant so no matter what you tell them They just don't care. They just don't want to change. So we need to try and focus on those who are genuinely ignorant. And what that would mean is we are compassionate, even with those who have committed atrocities, realizing or at least giving them the benefit of the doubt and thinking that hey, maybe you didn't know this, you were ignorant. This is the right way to do it. Positive reinforcement training is available. Enrichment, we can help you with all these things. So one step at a time, it is possible,
1: definitely possible. We are just about out of time. I, I wanna say this has been a fascinating conversation. Sangeeta, the amount of work that you have put into this series is unbelievable. A 26 part series, Asian Elephants 101. And it is majestic. These animals are so beautiful to watch. And you can watch.
2: I'm going to mention one quick thing. I'm sorry, that I could not have done this without the support of National Geographic Society. Thanks to National Geographic Society for recognizing and believing in my mission and just supporting. You know the production of the 26 part films and they were world they all world premiered on multiple national geographic channels but now they're available through your channel as well so i just wanted to mention them and give them credit for their support yes and i
1: i want to say that you can just download the app unchained tv and you can read the articles you it's very easy and the asian elephant series it's called The Elephant Matrix. There it is, all the all of the episodes. Awesome. We're gonna have all 26 up. We've got seven up right now. It's really educational. Educate yourself, get involved.
2: Uh, what is the website where you'd like people to go? Well, there are two websites, elephantmatrix.com, and then the other one is VFAES.org. That is my nonprofit. So if people want to volunteer or support or donate, then they're more than welcome to support our projects. You can check out everything there. We have multiple projects. And um, yeah, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this thank conversation. You, thank you,
1: See you next time on Unsay TV. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.